Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're discussing the challenges to your sexual intimacy when sex becomes a duty. Absolutely. And, you know, as we start today's episode, I just want you to think about this anonymous quote that says, a sense of duty is useful in work, but not in personal relations. People wish to be liked, not endured with patient resignation. Mm. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Ouch. We're going to be talking about that with this episode all wrapped around, you know, duty sex, sex, you know, as an obligation. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for us to celebrate the two of you, to celebrate breakthrough that you've had in your marriage. And this hug comes from an email we received that starts with, hi, you guys. My husband and I are close to celebrating our one-year anniversary in December. Newlyweds! We got, awesome. married, we got married when we were 20, and we are both currently 21. My husband and I are long distance due to him being a U.S. Marine. Mm. Before even saying I do, I found your podcast and immediately sent the link to him on Spotify to give a listen. At first, he was confused on why we needed to listen, but I expressed to him that if we know what to do in certain situations before they come, we can handle them better together. Since then, we listen to one podcast a week and we discuss what we learned and how we can apply it to our marriage. Guys, they've been married less than a year. Mm -hmm. I I just want to like point that out. Great foundation. Absolutely. Your podcast has given us the other's perspective to think about and how working for your marriage every day is necessary, even if things are okay. Mm. Holy cow. I wish I was that wise at age 20. Your podcast has kept us wanting to stay connected emotionally every day, even though we are 1200 miles away from one another. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Mm. First of all, I just want to say on behalf of Tony and I, thank you. Um, f- all You and all the other military marriages out there, we know it's a tremendous sacrifice um, that you all endure being married and being military. And so um, our hearts um, are deeply touched that we are a small part of your world. Mm-hmm. I am going to share this and I'm going to put this a link in the episode notes because it's all about long distance and there are others in the one family who may not be military, but due to work, family, Mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of reasons to be long distance. We have this great article. It's called Nine Ways to Stay Connected When You Are Long Distance. Oh, perfect. So I will have that here in the episode notes for you guys. If that's you or you know somebody who's in that time Mm -hmm. right now in their marriage, go share this with them. 100%. 100%. Well, as Tony said, you know, at the very top, um, we are talking about the challenges to your sexual intimacy when sex becomes a duty. And, you know, as I was sharing, I was being interviewed this past week and they're like, you guys talk about sex a lot. I'm like, well, literally from the very first episode, uh, which was entitled 60 Days of Sex. And in that episode, for those of you that haven't listened, and we know a lot of you have, so thank you if you've gone all the way back into the archives of January, 2010. Um, 
But we talked about the choice that we had made to attempt to have sex every day for 60 days. And for those of you that haven't listened, a little bit of a spoiler, we completed 40 out of 60. But in that, in the conversations that we've had since that period of time, right, that would have been the fall of 2008. I was looking, hey, just so you know. Okay. Um, we are literally right in the 14-year mark because this is when we would have been doing it 14 years ago in 2008. Oh, wow. So, Congratulations. Side note, congratulations. Yeah. High five to you. High five. High five. But w- we've had multiple conversations since 2008 about that experience, right? And you know, when we talk about the seven-day sex challenge and the intimacy lifestyle, there's a question that often comes up. It wrapped in and around having sex regularly. Mm -hmm. And that question is, you know, what do you do when it becomes, you know, something that is a duty or something that you're doing out of obligation? And, you know, we we were asked this the very first time, the very first time we ever shared with people um, in a large group setting at a conference, you know, it was very much like, well, what about all the other things you have on your to-do list? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. whoa, back up, back up, back up. We need to talk about this because, you know, there are very real questions about what happens when this is all or the only form of sex that you have in your marriage when it isn't something, when sex isn't something that you look forward to and it is something that you check a box or when you know that your spouse is just quote, and I've had couples say this to me in coaching sessions, I know my spouse is just quote unquote doing me a favor, mm. right? That, that, that I, I'm aware of it. Or when it happens so infrequently because of schedules or lack of desire or something, you know, the idea of one spouse just meeting the other spouse's needs without getting anything in and of itself can be very problematic in a marriage. And, you know, no one, no one, and I'm being very clear here to not just say no husband because duty sex can, you know, it goes both ways. It's mm-hmm. not just wives giving duty sex or sex out of obligation to their husbands. It Men also do this too. No one wants to be endured out of patient resignation. Like this is what I have to do. So I'm just going to be a warm body. And just nobody wants that, right? And and I want to actually, as we start this episode, I just want to give a definition. I, I was doing some research and just said, okay, let me find a really good definition of duty sex because like I tell all of you and so many of my coaching clients, we can all have different definitions mm-hmm. around a phrase. And um, partnerhope.com had this definition. Duty sex is when sexual interactions shift from an enjoyable expression of play, connection, intimacy, and togetherness to a divisive issue that creates dread and turns sex into a duty undertaken as an obligation or to avoid feelings of guilt or obligation. Whoa, there's a lot there. There is a ton there. Essentially, when it stops being something for the two of you and enjoyable and fun and shifts into the place of, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. This is a, I have to do. Or I know my spouse is just doing this because of me, mm-hmm. not because they want to. And, Truth be told, we've had seasons like this in our own marriage mm-hmm. on both sides of the marriage bed. Right? This, was, this was a big part for me because the first years of our marriage, we were so disconnected because there was, because there was grief and loss and, and a whole bunch of other things in that first 10, 11 years. There were a lot of times where I was just like, okay, check the box. Check the box. Mm-hmm. He clearly needs sex. He's all over me. Just, okay, fine. Just do it. Just do it. And she would say she would say those words. I, I okay. This is what would happen because we'd be. It would turn that physical intimacy, which we talk about in the six pillars of intimacy, is that non-sexual touch, mm-hmm. that connection, that closeness. 
well, that physical intimacy was very overt, which was only about touching her to lead to sex. And I can, I can still remember this to this day where Elisa would just be like, enough already. Let's just go have sex. And when she would say it like that, it would literally just turn me off because I'd be like, no, I want you to enjoy it as well. I want you to want it. I want you to enjoy this as mm-hmm. well. And, and so th- there, were, there was a long period of time where that I can look back and see it now. In the moment, though, I didn't see that, you guys. I, I, didn't, I didn't recognize it. I, I was just sort of like, well, let's just have sex. It'll, it'll take care of everything else. Mm-hmm. And we had, we had cracks in a lot of our other pillars of intimacy, and, and that is why. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the bed, I think there have been times when I've just been sort of like, okay, like I've initiated maybe in some form. And then all of a sudden, Elisa's like, okay, I'm ready now. Like, let's go. And I'm sort of going like, oh, well, that happened. I was like there 12 hours ago or, you know, a day ago. And now, and so in that, I'm not saying I was begrudgingly, I was sort of like, okay, well, this is cool. Like, I want to have sex with my wife. But at the same time, I'm like, I wish she would have been there. Like, yeah, it, it still felt there. like a little bit more of an obligation. I think what yeah. you're saying is if even though you're like, okay, yeah, I'm up for this, it still feels like a little more of an obligation because of the time lag. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it felt oh, like an ob- if you because had, now if you it's had, like I got to like, oh, gosh, okay. Now, I don't know. It's maybe an internal place of I was excited. I was I was. I was wanting to engage with you and and that's that's life, right? That's marriage at mm-hmm. times is when we aren't syncing up. Right. And when we weren't syncing up and we do that we do a much better job now. When we weren't syncing up, it would feel like okay, let's just let's just do this so mm-hmm. that way we're both satisfied for the time being and move on. Well, and I'm not sure it was always a both satisfied um because I think on both sides, I was sort of like, okay, you know what? It, it becomes that checkbox, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, I think definitely. literally as I'm describing it, and you know, Tony and I use Google Keep for a lot of our different things. And one of the things I love about Google Keep is I can make my list with little checkboxes because even digitally, it's satisfying to go, yep, check that box, watch that line. Get-. And yeah. I think a lot of times that's what that's what starts to happen into this place of duty sex, mm-hmm. right? Where we're, there's obvious cracks in the emotional intimacy pillar, which then translate in and you know as cracks in the sexual intimacy pillar because it's just I mean and even in the physical intimacy like Tony said there were so many times you guys where he would just touch me because we were so disconnected even physically where I'm like stop touching me like you're only touching me because you want to have sex and that wasn't exactly an untrue statement right I mean I think he genuinely like if I look back I genuinely my husband likes to touch me like I genuinely think that a lot of times if I had just been more open and receptive and had worked through and had the vocabulary to be like hey dude we're disconnected I mean that's what so many of you share about the six pillars of intimacy book whether you listen to it as an audiobook or whether you you know you've picked up the paperback you're like light bulb moments literally all over the place because now there is a vocabulary around this. We have disconnect in this area. We have cracks in these pillars and this is why something is happening in our marriage. You know, last week we asked you guys Mm -hmm. on Instagram stories, we asked the question, have you ever found yourself in a place of having sex out of a sense of duty or obligation? 78% of you said yes. That's a high percentage. Yeah. If we can all just pause for a quick second, that means that if you are out, the two of you are out with another couple, Three of you have. Three out of the four of you have mm. done so. Okay, you're saying within yeah, if you're yeah, out if with you're two out couples, with four, if there are yeah, four people, there are four people. Three of the couples, four of you have had a 
have had or having sex out of have had it yourself in a place of or found yourself in a place of having sex out of sense of duty or obligation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So three out of four. I just yeah. just think about that. Sitting around the table with another couple. Duck, 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 goose. Yeah. That's what that looks like. And, and we asked, you know, what created that situation? Because it's not just enough to be in this place of going, yeah, this has happened in our marriage, but it's also getting to, you know, what's the root? Where where does this come from? Yeah, why are we why are we doing this to one another? Right. Most couples don't get married, and I feel pretty confident saying most here. Most couples don't get married to go, you know what, we're gonna find ourselves in a place where one of us is just like, Yeah, I gotta check the box when it comes to sexual intimacy. That's not what you're thinking on your wedding day. Okay. If we can just like think back to your wedding day, you weren't thinking I'm gonna have sex just out of a sense of duty that sounds like fun i do to that and and we have we have those who are engaged who will reach out to us because they're excited they're listening already to the show they're they're wanting to learn and their intent is like hey i'm excited to begin having sex with my spouse and there is no sense of like oh my gosh at one point in time in my marriage i think i'm gonna really be like i really need to think about like just do having sex out of an obligation. Right. It's going to be a dread for me. Right. Like nobody goes into marriage thinking sex is going to be dreadful. Nope. It, it's it's generally not the thought. And yet you start running into situations like, you know, crazy schedules where the two of you are running in opposite directions or shuttling kids around or you're never together and it's just in that place or low differences in desire, right? High desire, low desire. And what, what are the workarounds for that? Painful sex. Vaginismus is real, mm-hmm. right? Vaginismus and other... Um, gynecological disorders are real and they can contribute to painful sex. And you, sometimes you don't know that because mm-hmm. it's not present at the beginning and then it develops over time. Broken trust is a big one that leads to sex being out of duty or obligation. Um, feeling disconnected. Uh, fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hear this a lot, especially um, uh, postpartum, right? You know, once they've gotten clearance, you know, in that like first two months, but then what happens when nobody's sleeping and what does that start to look like and the truth of the matter is is that these are all situations that marriages face these are real situations that real marriages face and you lead a full life Mm -hmm. you do but it's not good for your marriage when sex becomes something that's done out of duty well you feel resentment i think a big thing is is when that goes on too long when duty sex or this obligation that i'm just having sex to satisfy you there's a resentment Mm -hmm. that begins to build up towards your spouse that is going to divide the two of you instead of bring the two of you together around your sexual intimacy pillar. And I'm not saying there can't be small seasons. Like when Tony's dad died and he's like, I'm going to need more sex. And I'm just like, okay, fair enough. Like, I mean, he gave me fair warning. Like when you were just heading into that grief and Mm hospital, you're like, and I mean, it wasn't exactly on my radar screen, but I understood it. So, so we're not talking about like, but it wasn't like we were having sex every day either. No. I, there, there were times when it was just stressful. And I think coming home to you, especially after being at mom's house and dealing with all the all the death emotional, stuff, yeah. the emotional stuff, the family stuff, it was just sort of like there were just times when it was it was just great to come home and go like, hey, can we just have sex? Like I need to check out. Because I just want to check out and be with you. Like I want to check out of everything else and I want to check into you and just be with you. And so we're not talking about those types of situations. We're right. talking about when, when it becomes a prolonged situation in your marriage, when, when duty sex you know, starts to become that indicator that there are cracks in your other pillars and you know cracks in the emotional intimacy pillar, maybe cracks in physical or financial or spiritual or even the recreational pillar as well. 
And we've got to talk about what to do when the two of you find a place where it's happening frequently or even all the time. And let's do that after this break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back, and we're talking about breaking the cycle of duty sex in your marriage. And if it's not obvious, I am going to state it, this doesn't just happen in a marriage. It's not like somebody wakes up one morning and they're like, okay, you know what, from here on out, I'm just checking the box. Getting into a place where you're disconnected sexually is there's always a lead up to it, right? It's not just like there, there are things that are happening in the marriage. And that means that you've got to go back to the root, mm. right? You can see this, the, you know, the, the, the harvest, the image that you see, the tree that's grown is disconnect. It's this duty sex, but what's underneath the soil? Like what's in the dirt? What is the seed that was planted that got the two of you to that place? Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to go back and identify that because when you start to get to that place, then you can start to actually put strategies. You can start to put healing. You can start to take these action steps. But if you just keep treating the symptom of duty sex and you're not actually getting to the root, you can see that cycle repeating itself mm-hmm. over and over again. And, and so to look at that and to start evaluate it, what season of life are you in? You know, where are you? Are, are you in a place where you've got young kids that everybody's hanging all over you and, you know, you're not sleeping and you're dealing with, you know, keeping up a house and and providing for your family and doing all this kind of stuff. And the two of you haven't actually talked about your sexual intimacy. So you are just, you're like, I know it's important. We're just both checking this box. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I remember those days. I remember those days because there's just so much going on, right? And you just fall into bed Mm -hmm. and yet you want to have sex. You're feeling the urge, the desire. And you may, like Alisa would say, my hand would start to... The fingers walk across the bed. Walk across the bed and sort of touch her and not sort of touch her. I would touch her. <laughs> I was going to say, it was a definitive yes, you did. <laughs> and, you know, I could sense that that in that moment too, like she wanted to engage. And yet at the same time, we're both tired. We're both have had long days and we would get into foreplay possibly. And I, I can remember though, there was always this, this interesting switch and it, it sometimes even happens now where it's like, Elisa can get engaged. Like she's totally engaged with, with foreplay. And if she doesn't, it's a very quick, like, I don't know what, what do you, I don't even know how to explain it. So, but so it's, if I, it's, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happens. If I don't get engaged, um, I will say, and th- this is actually the first time I think I've ever said this out loud. Um, I will say it's not important for me to have an orgasm. I'm good if you do. 
right? Or, that, or something yes. to that effect. That's the whole, and I didn't realize it until, like I said, we're doing this episode and I'm like, oh, what's my, what is my cue? That is, and that my, is your cue. It, it, it too, it truly is. Or it's just sort of like flip on top of me and like, let's just get this done. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need an orgasm. Right. I don't even know. That, that's what I say when I'm not 100% engaged. Wow. Yep. There we go. There, We're there. having some breakthrough <laughs> ourselves. And, 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 and believe me, this isn't something that has like completely vanished in our marriage. It, it, it was present when the kids were young. Mm-hmm. Does it happen now? Yes. But now it's different than when it was when the kids were younger or we had them really like we are driving them everywhere mm-hmm. because I think in that day and age it happened a lot more as they have grown up as they have done their own things as we have more time for one another I think more times than not either one of us will get into this place where it's more like we're just tired mm-hmm. we know we want to connect and it's a good time because nobody's around which is often but for some reason we'll just be like all right well let's just Let's just do this right now and we'll call it good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, for some of you, it's because you have little kids. Others, you know, you may just be in a, you know, tremendously busy season at work, right? Mm-hmm. Where you've got work deadlines or, you know, full schedules because, of, you know, of what's going on and that type of thing. And so it's looking at, you know, I, I mean, I'm working with a coaching couple and they've got, you know, kids and they're homeschooling and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And, and they do, they have a business, they drop into bed exhausted and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. But like, I know this is important. And I'm like, hey can we find a time when the kids aren't home when you're both awake? Because like I shared with them, awake sex is amazing. Mm-hmm. I would say the same thing to you guys. Where is that window? Is it nap time for the little ones? Is it, you know what, you can actually carve out a few hours where the kids are all at sports practices and you're like, you know what, let's be intentional about this time during the, like looking at the season of life that you're in and getting creative. Because I will tell you, you don't only have to have sex at night in the dark after everybody in your house has gone to bed. It, true. It, that is a true statement. If you're in this place where you're induced, has trust been broken? Mm-hmm. Right? That that was a big one in terms of the responses. And, you know, trust creates a place of, of you know, when there has been broken trust, there is uncertainty. And a lot of times that uncertainty can come not only in the bedroom, but it can impact what happens in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And so what do you need to do to repair the trust if it's been broken in your marriage? that is an active process. Can I tell you that trust doesn't just magically repair itself? It doesn't. Because if you don't actively repair it and deal with the stuff that's underneath the broken trust, it will cycle back around. It, it, it will come back and bite you in the butt. It will show up in arguments. It will show up in situations in your bedroom. It will create a sense of duty because it's just like, I got to check this box. Like that I, will happen. I, I was going to say, I remember when I was looking at pornography, broken your trust that was a time period I, I can remember distinctively that there was a lot of that duty sex happening because of the broken trust mm-hmm. And it. As the years have passed and you know that I have not gone back to it, I don't look at that, that rebuilt the trust between us, sure. which allowed us to not be in this, I would say almost a desert season mm-hmm. of duty sex. Mm-hmm. Like, does it happen from time to time right now? Uh, yes, it does. We're human. We're, like, I'm not going to say we don't. Right. But we're not in this desert season where I feel like every time we were we have sex, Alisa was doing it out of this sense of just like obligation because there was a time when that was happening. And I really remember that around the um, the pornography that I was watching and the disclosure of it and Mm -hmm. it coming, uh, 
it being opened up and, and all of that time frame. Well, because back then I felt like, okay, well, if I have sex with you more often, um, then, then maybe you won't look at porn. Right. I mean, and that's a really common belief for a lot of women that they get into that mindset of, I will do this to keep my husband from doing that. Mm. And so it's, again, that's where you got to get to the root and you got to heal it and you got to do this. You got to do the work. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're going to have these things happen. You know, and another aspect of looking at your marriage and looking at your pillars, you know, when was the last time the two of you actually invested in your emotional intimacy? Mm. Straight up. If you don't know who your spouse is now, it could very easily fall into a place where the two of you are just having sex because you know, like you happen to sleep in the same bed. What is your spouse like? How do they like to be romanced? What are the things that are concerning to them right now? Like you got to spend time getting to know the person that you said I do to. Because just because you knew them on the day you got married and you'd had all these amazing conversations and you'd done all this fun stuff. I mean, Tony, I've been married 26 years now as of this recording. He's not the same person, nor am I the same woman that we were when we got married. It's so interesting you bring this up. Because this is just bringing back like flashbacks of oh, our gosh. lives and our marriage together. No, and we it's, have a lot of flash. We've been together a long time. It's good though because it, it, it makes me understand the work that we have done and why we get behind these microphones every week for the last twelve plus years because it's a growth process, mm-hmm. right? And we want to have an extraordinary marriage and. We want the one the one family to have an extraordinary marriage. But I, I look at this and I go, wow, when we were disconnected in our emotional intimacy, those were some of those desert seasons as well. Oh, yeah. Because it was very much like we didn't say anything to each other. I think it was duty sex on both of our on both of our sides of just like, well, we're married, so we might as well just do this. Well, we're, we're supposed to do it. Right. We're supposed to. We're, we're supposed to because we're married. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't I don't want to say value that sexual intimacy, but that time together it's it's I, that I mean, our value is a fair statement our emotional intimacy was so disconnected we would just have sex roll over call it good and move on mm-hmm. like but even on my side there wasn't that connection to you it was just sort of a sense of duty because i felt like well this is what we're supposed to do as a married couple mm-hmm. and looking back i can vividly see these times in our lives and in our, in our marriage where our emotional intimacy was so dysfunctional and mm-hmm. had so many cracks in it that the sexual intimacy took a hit. 100%. And, you know, I want to share with you guys a question that um, I asked some coaching clients the other day. You know, they're sitting across from me on Zoom, as all my coaching clients are. And I asked the two of them, I said, how would you define a healthy, mutually satisfying, key phrase, mutually satisfying, Sex life. Hmm. You know, what are the key components of that for the two of you? And what do you need to do to make it happen? And those would be the, set, the same questions I would ask all of you, the entire one family. How would you define a healthy, mutually satisfying sex life? And what do you got to do to make that happen? Right? What are those components? Because here's the thing. Duty sex is almost always a symptom of a bigger disconnect. Uh-huh. Right? It, it's not... It, it can look like the problem. It can look like the problem, but I, I, I've been in this world long enough. I've coached, you know, probably well over five, getting close to 500 couples now. And, and so I've seen a lot of people, a lot of marriages. The duty sex isn't the problem. How did you get to that place? Get to the root of the disconnect, heal it and build a stronger foundation and then watch 
the sexual intimacy, watch that change in your marriage when you take care of the business that got the two of you to that point where it's been an obligation. Yeah, that's good. And I think it, this is a tough topic. <laughs> we're, we're covering topics that have a lot of nuance lately. Mm-hmm. There, There is nuance. And so 78% of us have been in that place where we felt like we had sex out of duty or obligation. Does it mean one is the same as the other? No. And so what I loved what Elisa said at the end of the episode here today, and I want you to think about it this week. If this is you right now, if you're the one who is having sex out of duty or obligation every time or the majority of the time that you are being sexually intimate with your spouse, what is the disconnect? Mm. What is that disconnect that you are facing in your life? And I think that's the place where we got to start to to be able to strengthen that sexual intimacy. And, and don't forget, in the six pillars of intimacy, it's a what can I do as well as a what can we do. Mm-hmm. And this week, it's a what can I do? What's the disconnect that I am facing in my own life that is creating the crack in our sexual intimacy? So with that, you guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We come behind these microphones each and every week because we want to impart, encourage, and bring you hope. And I hope today's episode brought you hope because you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire if you go after some of the challenges that you may be facing today. You guys have yourselves a fantastic one, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.